0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, Brad Coima. Joining us with Coima and K-Mag out of Sioux Center, Iowa. We look at the markets, and I think we're going to, just because I love talking cattle with you, we're going to start on that side of the fence today. We look at the cattle numbers. Um, bids, you talked about indicating some fully steady money. We're in the midweek. It's not too often we hear talk of bids this early in the week.
1: No, you're right. I typically, this wait still. You know, Sometimes, unfortunately, after... The markets have shut down on a Friday afternoon. Even this this is quite commonplace. Yeah, and I appreciate being able to talk about cattle first off too, because that would be my certainly my first love. Um, the <clears throat> this is a time of year where you, you know once you get to. Once you get to September, you start searching for okay. When are we going to get this thing to turn? When, are, you know. Ultimately, one of the one of the big factors here on the on the cattle market this time of year is the fact that there still is a great amount of seasonality to supply in the north, uh, where basically you know you largely have a, a spring crop of calves, and they get handled a little differently. But you know they're going to get to be fifteen or sixteen months of age when they're harvested and maybe seventeen whatever uh... so as you get to the long-fed calf when they start to clean up here in the north typically that signals a spot in the market where we start to get a little bit of price improvement so you know last year the last couple of weeks of october were significantly higher um in fact the cash market rallied about thirteen dollars during the month of october last year uh that was a little bit of an exception but the, the, still this time of the year seasonally is when you start to you know search for okay are we through some of these big cattle in the north are we going to finally start to pick up a little bit of steam uh we had a solid day-to-day chart wise if we'd have closed above 118.50 on the december's that have been even more boisterous here with our call today uh, but we got right up against it so it feels to us here like cash market's going to be higher Some this indication is already a fully steady in the north. I think the south is is going to be a couple dollars higher. Um, and, and likely next week we may see even a little more strength from that as well. So I think the cash is going to start to improve pretty decently, as it needs to because it's discounted to the futures here. But I really expect here that the next round of news cash-wise is going is to be a lot more to the producer's liking.
0: Looks like some moderate movement seen already this week in the box beef as well.
1: The beef market has... Um, Last two weeks, some of these packers slowed up their kill a little bit. There was a little concern that maybe, you know, maybe we'd seen just a little bit of a slowdown uh, in some of this beef business, which has been nothing short of spectacular. But uh, now this beef thing has kicked in gear pretty well. Um, I'd say the middle meats continue to be really strong, and, and by middle meats I mean the, the the steak cuts, the high price stuff. Okay, the loin, the the, the rib eye, the the rib meat. Um, uh, what's been a little bit draggy, is the one thing that usually is is uh, our kind of our uh, bell ringer this time of year, and that's, uh, that's the grind of hamburger stuff. So, anyway, the demand has been really, really good, both from a domestic and a global standpoint, and um, I guess... You know the next demand thing that you'd look at seasonally, of course, would be when you start to approach November. Um, You typically would get a break in the market uh, around Thanksgiving into the first week of December, and then typically the beef market would start to pick up, which then is usually fueled by the real high price stuff. Uh, You know the the loin and the prime rib and the stuff like that for the Christmas, uh, New Year stuff. So, you know, by and large, I think that the 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 demand side of the markets is fine. Uh, The one thing though. I, I, I keep a chart of the S&P futures, stock market futures, you know, um, uh, on one of my screens all the time. Uh, you know, today is a is a real bad day. Uh, and we've had a couple of them lately. So uh, we got to keep a little bit of our, our head on straight here in terms of, you know, if there's a grill in the closet or, or whatever, uh, it would be, you know, if we would catch a correction here on the stock market deal, that might change things just a little bit psychologically.
0: Well, I'm curious, how much is the stock market going to have an effect on the way we see these livestock trade? Well
1: I think it's important to remember that. I'm you know, I'm still a fundamentalist at heart although I do algorithmic studies and all kinds of technical studies too because if you don't you you're 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 if you don't change with the times you you, you get run over by it, you know. So but those of us that still work at fundamental stuff, you know, there's nothing on the supply side that's would make you excited okay Uh, not in terms of poultry supplies certainly not in terms of hog supply my goodness you know i mean we're so far over the top of what the old record was on pork supplies it's not even funny Uh, and you got record beef production so i mean from a red meat standpoint from a meat standpoint we got supply so you know you better have perfect demand Uh, so i that's why i'm sensitized a little bit to if anything would happen to you know cause you to know trip just a little bit stub your toe a little bit you know it probably would have more impact than it would have otherwise now you know that brings us to a whole nother issue here i think and and, and i and i i just would not be i'm not a political person at all but i think as it relates to the market you know some of the market's reactions here as we move to the midterm elections are certainly going to be interpreted one way or the other depending upon how that election goes i would suppose
0: i want to talk to you more about that in the second half before we uh Jump over there. Let's look at these hogs. I mean, you talked about the talk of the might with stop taking hogs from China. How is that affecting this hog market?
1: Well, the hog thing, as you know, is whippy. Anybody trades hogs, it, it, there's there's no steady in that market. It uh, we 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 travel quickly, um, you know. And after last week's debacle, you know. Sharp break broke off, you know some pretty key support, and, and I thought uh, now we've had three monster updates, um, fueled today largely I think by you know news like you said of China saying well we might not take part from the EU anymore. Well, who does that leave? Um, uh, that would be us, you know. The answer to that question would be the U.S. So uh, I'm I'm quite. Um, uh, guarded uh when i hear information you know blatantly out of china like that uh because i think that they often say what they want us to hear uh i going to say that carefully but uh but so certainly that was that was uh that was some of the prop now afs african swine fever of course is another thing we had several new cases yesterday in a spot a different province uh, kind of the, the the, the bread belt if you were of the hog production area there and the hog consumption area as well and that was part of the reason yesterday so we're getting some kind of ancillary news that's given the hog market a rally
0: I- folks we've got more of the Fontenelle final bell coming up in just a moment we'll take a look at the grain side of today's trade you're listening to the Rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Brad Coima is joining us with Coima and K-Mick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. We have to talk about the grains. It is another uh, interesting trading day for them, another lower numbers, chart formations. Are we seeing some bottoming in the corn? What is going on in this market?
1: <laughs> yeah, we have <laughs> to talk about the grains. huh? Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. Of course, we have to talk about the grains. It's important to a lot of people. I, I And I, I don't mean to suggest that it isn't. I, I just am having a hard time coming up with something that that's entertaining and or clever or enlightening uh, or something that you haven't heard before. Um, um, you know, obviously the market is under the crush of big supply. Where uh, to the time of year where seasonally you start to look for a low. Um, you know, just because, well, harvest pressure, you get halfway through the harvest, that's about when you start thinking about it. I've actually seen, you asked me about the charts, didn't you? Why don't I answer, answer that question instead of launching into my other diatribe here? I I think from a chart standpoint, well, first of all, November means the, probably the weaker of the two charts. You know, this correction here now that we've had in the last few days has taken us back to halfway back of the first rally, which I think the lows are in, okay? Uh, almost to the tick halfway back. We're also at the um, uh, 40-day moving average, another good reason, you know? So let's, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I, I hope we hold here. Uh, I'd like to think that we can. Um... Uh, But of course, you know, the market is is, is affected by, you know, uh, lack of export, China news, you know, big crop, uh, all that stuff. I think the corn chart um, looks better by uh, quite a ways uh, than the bean chart does, and, and to me, I think the corn chart projects to like 385 to 390 on the DEES, and, and if it falls right, we I, I fully expect in the springtime we'll get these months back up into the low fours. Demand is really, really good, uh, and I don't think the crop is as big as what the, what everybody thinks it is. Uh, last month, uh, the USDA lowered the corn crop. Now, traditionally, the next crop they would lower, the next month's report, they would lower it again. So, in other words, once it starts to deteriorate, it deteriorates a little bit further. Um, so, one thing I would mention, isolated but I think it's worth watching. Um, couple of ethanol plants in my neck of the woods. The basis is starting to narrow. Now the basis is ridiculously wide. I mean, ridiculously, well it's horribly wide on the beans, but the basis is a little wider than normal on the corn, but it's starting here and there to start to narrow. That is a decent sign. Now, one robin doesn't make it spring, but uh, keep an eye on that. If you start to see these base levels tighten up a little bit, I'd feel even more confident about the corn
0: thing. There's a lot of negativity for the soybean market overall compared to all the other grains going on?
1: Oh, yeah, Susan. I mean, first of all, we, have, we got uh, stocks to uses ratio that is horrible. You got projected ending stocks that could get to levels that, well, the last time we were at those levels, beans were more like six dollars instead of eight dollars, okay? Uh, but this is a different era, all right? Um, I, I think you've also got a, 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 a trader that, you know, on a, on, a, on, a, on a given day might, you know, say, well, we're going to raise the record and we're never going to sell another bushel to China, neither one of which uh, is, is a guarantee, right? Um, especially the China thing. Um, you know, the, the, the administration has been Whatever side of the political fence on, we've been making some progress with the trade deals with the so far the unfinished business of uh, what's happening with all the conflict that we've had with China so I guess there's more than one reason to to circle you know election day on your on your calendar, and we should all vote uh, whatever your you know affiliation is I'm not saying anything about either side of it, but I do think that the market's interpretation of how the midterm election goes would likely affect how the beans react and what i mean by that is i think that uh... if uh, the republicans maintain control i think that the feeling is that the odds improve greatly of striking a deal with china um, if we go back into more of a gridlock type situation uh... i think the odds go way down uh... so you know you may want to weigh that in, in your um, in your thoughts when you're in, in terms of marketing decisions uh, especially in the soybeans you know as we approach that first week in november
0: as you look at the, the numbers from the USDA, and we've had the chance to really digest them, do you see any difference in the USDA numbers? You spend time in that combine. You talk to farmers every day. Do you think there's some discretions in those numbers? And we'll find out come the November report.
1: Well, you you know, yeah, I, I guess I, I have to. Yes, I do spend time in the combine. I'm, I'm very thankful that I get to farm with my son on nights and, and on the weekend. Uh, He's messaging me right now, where am I staying because he needs to move fields. Um, so I, certainly, you know, where we weren't affected by too much moisture up in this part of the world, the crop is excellent. However, you know, you do have to divide by the number of acres planted, all right? You know, so, you know, here, uh, we're you know, field loss in the soybeans is, is fairly real. Now, is it half of it? Of course not. But, you know, you don't get all the, here we've had 53 inches of rain. Of moisture. 53. Average is 24. Average. Okay? I mean, come on. We had five inches of snow on top of a ripe bean grass. How do you think that worked out for us? You know, so, you know, so my only point is, is that is it this perfect, perfect, you know, storm of perfect weather, perfect conditions? I don't think it is. Get a hold of you. Thanks. It's 800 358 3047. We'd love to talk to you.
0: And that's a look at the Fontenelle Final Bell on the rural Radio Network.